0: Hey, welcome to the uh, program. We've got quite a we got quite a jam-packed program. Steven Crowder joins us today. We start the show talking about fear-mongering and, and wh- wh- where is the line of fear-mongering and reacting appropriately to this. Also, Bill O'Reilly, in kind of a bizarre interview, we spent some time on coronavirus, and he said something, and I'm not going to tell you in advance what it was. He said something that really jumped out both me and Stu. Stu. And about 20 minutes after the interview, we both looked at each other and said, hey, he said something that was really disturbing. And we both knew we're talking about the same thing. Also, the Fed pledges more than 500 billion dollars to keep funding the markets. Uh, A coronavirus update. Lara Logan and so much more, including Stephen Moore, all on today's podcast.
1: To the best of the Glenn Beck program.
0: All right, let's uh, take a look now at our coronavirus uh, update. Where are we on coronavirus today? Well, total for confirmed cases worldwide, 138,000. That's up almost 10,000 from yesterday. The Western deaths now are, sorry, the Western numbers are starting to um, uh, get into uh, hyperdrive. We're now starting at the beginning of that, that curve that is almost straight line up. Total confirmed deaths worldwide is up. About 400 people yesterday. Not bad. Total confirmed recoveries worldwide is up 2,000 uh, from yesterday at this time. 132 countries have now confirmed cases, up from 125. Four more now have suspected cases. 9% of active cases are considered serious. This is the best news about it, and you're not hearing anything about this. Uh, two weeks ago, it was at 19%. Now, that is that is confirmed cases that are considered serious, requiring some sort of hospitalization. Two weeks ago, 19 percent. Today, it is nine percent. That's great news. And only three percent of the patients are requiring ICU. The U.S. now has almost eighteen hundred confirmed cases, forty one deaths. That is up about five hundred cases, thirty eight confirmed deaths yesterday. In the U.S., only Alabama, Alaska, West Virginia, and Maine don't have at least one case. We're now closing schools in at least six states. I think this is, if you are if you are one of the school administrators and you are meeting, the smartest thing you can do right now is just say, you know what, kids, coming back from uh, vacation, uh, spring vacation, spring break, take another week. That's what uh, our kids' school has just done today. Uh, take another week. Another week. I think it's really, really smart. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard on parents. Um for multiple reasons. I mean, do you wanna spend the day with your kids? If we are all locked up, do you know how many kids are gonna die? Uh, not from coronavirus, just from just (laughs) uh, the old uh, Homer Simpson, Bart Simpson strangle. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Schools closed now in at least six states. All public schools in Ohio, Michigan, Maryland, Kentucky and New Mexico were told to close beginning next week. Schools in Washington, California and New York may join in by Monday. Uh, The proposed length of closures raise uh, range from one week to four weeks. Some schools shifting to at home reading plans, others offering partial lessons via live video conference or recorded video lectures. Uh, The top Ohio official estimate now says at least one percent of Ohio's population is infected with SARS uh, COVID-19. Uh, The exact statement is we've had 11 million people here in the state. We are a state of 11 million people. So the math is now over 100,000 that have this. This according to the uh, Ohio Department of Health director, Dr. Amy Acton. The rate on spread and fatality prompted her to recommend closing all schools in Ohio by today. She said that gives you some sense of how this virus spreads and is spreading so quickly. The virus is already in your neighborhood. The virus is already, um, you know, with someone, you know, we are way, way behind. And that's because symptoms don't show up. Now, the closings are Fast and Furious 9 been pushed back college has c- canceled um uh, almost all throughout the country I, 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 can
2: we go back for a second i'm worried yeah. about the fast and furious nine thing me too because usually they come out like every three months so that means nine would be pushed like behind 12 you see like it would be like <laughs> eight know, I, then 10 11 yeah. 12 9 you don't understand sense. 10 and 12
0: right. you know if you didn't right. see nine uh broadway has closed broadway is closed Um, All schools in France are closed. Live Nation calls for a postponement of all large-scale music events. Uh, Just listen to this. Listen to this. Universal Studios closed all theme parks. Disney Disney closed all theme parks. Anybody who says this is just a conspiracy, everybody's overreacting. No one closes Walt Disney World. No one closes Walt Disney World. Disneyland. Tokyo, Paris, no one closes that. Let's just light billions of dollars on fire fire. to make a point eight months before an election.
2: It makes no sense. It makes
0: no sense. It makes zero sense. And also, no one is pressuring these gigantic companies uh, to do that. No, No official is leaning on Disney I mean, if anything, Disney leans on officials. Well, that, there was a report that that happened in California, but I, I would not be surprised. No, no, no. I mean, worldwide, the global yeah. Disney chain. You might yeah. say there's an outbreak in Anaheim or whatever in California, and they're like, hey, close the park. It's not good to have all these people traveling in. And Disneyland, but not Disneyland, Disney World, Disney Tokyo, Disney yeah, right. France. They don't do that. And I think I, I do think they are... You know, the the
2: administration is probably making clear what their preference is, but it's not just this administration, right? Like countries are closing down, Italy, India, India. I mean, India quarantined itself off from the rest of the world. It's one of the largest economies on earth.
0: This is one of the biggest, this is the biggest problem here is that people think you're overreacting. And when we get to the end of this, hopefully it will appear as though this was a massive overreaction, Because the idea of keeping everyone at home and closing these things is so that it doesn't become this huge thing. So if we're successful, everyone will say, that was, see, look, Donald Trump overreacted or you overreacted or the meat, whatever. This is one we want to be wrong about. And the way to prove us wrong is to stay home but not be crazy about it. Um all right, let me go back to our uh, coronavirus uh, update. So those are the numbers, that's what's being that's what's actually being closed uh, all around the world and uh, elsewhere. Um the uh, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases appeared Thursday to downplay the hype surrounding a congressional doctor's estimate. A congressional doctor came out and said about 70 million to 150 million coronavirus cases could happen in the next year uh, here in the United States. Well, the director of the National Institute said, "Okay, well, that's based on a model. And I'd love him to give this lecture to all the the, uh, you know, computer modeling scientists for uh, the weather trends and the climate over the next hundred years. He's like, that's based on a model, and those things can change and be wrong quickly. Let's not freak out. Let's just remember that it could be. Satellite images today appear to show mass graves in Iran, where they have thousands of COVID-19 victims, and a man in Italy is on YouTube uh, and Facebook. He is distraught and just doesn't know what to do. He says, uh, I have my sister in bed now. She's dead, and I don't know what to do. Please, someone help me. I can't give her the honor she deserves because there are no institutions that will now take her body at this point. I've contacted everybody, but no one will give me an answer. What do I do? Italy's case uh, fatality rate is still over 8% of all confirmed cases. Apple has now reopened all of its stores in China. Um, Perhaps it's an indication of this too shall pass, and it will. Just be smart. I believe people are starting to understand. This doesn't mean that we are all going to die because we're not what we have to worry about and and police our own selves is don't spread it to other people try not to get it by being around other people do all the things the CDC tells you to do what we're worried about is the overwhelming of the healthcare system we don't have enough beds if people get sick and have to go to the hospital We are not people are not going to find this pleasant if you are put on a cot in the middle of a gym or in some, you know, Astrodome kind of situation like we had after Katrina. People are not going to like that in America. And that's what it's going to be. Not major death, but just a major disruption to our healthcare uh, system. And it's not going to go well. May I just say, before we take a quick break, Stu, I was concerned with Bill O'Reilly because I've never heard him talk this way about, you know what this is? This is a giant, not, he said, this is not a wake up call for America. This is a demand that we reevaluate our lives and reassess and realize we're way off track with God and our priorities. Was that weird? Yes, feel? that was very weird. That's what you O'Reilly. heard too, right? Yeah, then you me.
2: were like, whoa, what's that? Because Bill, I mean, every time, because you go into these rants, you're like, we need to stop and think about where we stand. <laughs> Bill, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I just, back, I just analyzed the news. Right. Know, he always does. That. He always kind of brings it back to the sort of pragmatic level. What do we know? What can we glean from what, we, uh, what, the, what information we have? That was like he went all like new age on us for a second there. Yeah. Like, he stepped back and he was like, you know, this is something that just makes you think about the way you're living your life and what are your priorities. And, like, that's not normal Bill O'Reilly yeah, no, speak. it's not.
0: It's not. I don't... I, what, 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 do you, what do you assign I that to? I don't know. I do believe that Bill is a, a God-fearing man. And he said some God oh, stuff yeah. in there. He's a God-fearing man. And I think that... Uh, I think this is a demand from the heavens. Wake up. Wake up right now. Wake up. This is not, and I don't want this to be twisted in any way, even though it will be, but (laughs) I want to be on the record Mm -mm. right now. This is not some punishment from God. This is not anything like that. This is just a situation that reminds us that the most important thing about our country is the freedom of the individual and the rights for that freedom that have been given to us to protect. They are on the way out. And in my opinion, unless we recognize our role and stop it's not like we're even chasing God out of the square. It's not. We are intentionally breaking all of his basic rules. All of his basic rules are just thrown out the window and we've become uh, we become proponents for the opposite of what god has taught and no society survives that and it's why we were we were doing the um thing in in gettysburg uh this this summer and we'll have some news on gettysburg for july 4th but uh uh, i will tell you it has to be done it has to be done we have to renew the covenant And that's a personal thing. That's not a government thing. That's not a theocracy thing. That is those of us who understand the role this land plays. And the role and the importance of this land for the freedom of all mankind. We must turn back around and pray, Lord, heal our land, heal our people, heal our differences bring us back we will do what we have to do to live a righteous life we need to as bill o'reilly said uh, it's a demand to reassess your life and reorder your life and uh in the end this could be um the best thing that happened to us if we care to save the republic because perhaps we go back and remember that this isn't about politics this isn't about money this is about each other it's about being decent and honorable and working for a better future for our kids. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. It's Friday, which means we check in with the one and the only Bill O'Reilly, and uh, we see how he's doing. And I'm sure he is. I mean, if he would have been around, it would have been 13 Angry Men. Um, Bill O'Reilly, how are you? Guilty. Guilty. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. Sorry. So, so Bill, I'm really anxious yeah. to hear because there's a there seems to be a split in America where we've lost all nuance. Um, there is this coronavirus. It is. It is a really bad thing for the overwhelming of our systems, and it's going to be tough to get through. But it's not the bubonic plague. In fact, if you want that, you can go to Los Angeles and live on the streets and pick that up. Um, But there is a split. People say, this is all hype and over, you know, just overhyped and there's nothing to it. Nothing's going to be wrong. You're all fools. And other people buying toilet paper like crazy. Where are you on this?
1: Um, well, you've got to break this story down into about four categories, political, medical, social, and financial. Yes. See, you know, a story like this overwhelms people. And when people get overwhelmed, they panic. Yep. All right. It doesn't matter whether it's a virus, it's Godzilla. I mean, it, when you get overwhelmed and you feel you don't have any control, you panic. Human condition it's always been that way. Um, and you don't have any control over a virus. You just don't. Um, so where do you want to start, Peg? So let's, mean, start,
2: let's start on
0: medical. What is your right. take on medical? I'll go through those four categories you just gave me.
1: So I know a lot of EMS guys in New York City. Yep. And um, they're working around the clock. And somebody calls 911. They think they have the corona. And they go. And they look at them. Now, if they're ill... They take them to the hospital. If they're not Uh ill, they go, this is another nut who's panicking. Uh When they take them to the hospital in New York City, largest city in the country, they get almost immediately tested for corona. So there's no problem in this mammoth city with testing people who have symptoms of the virus. Uh Everybody should know that. So when you hear CNN go, there aren't testing kids, it's a lie. Where there is a problem is if you do a walk-in clinic. So you go into a health clinic and you say, well, I'd like you to test me because I'm, I'm nervous. Many of those clinics don't have the, the kits. If you have a personal physician, they should have the kits. Mine does. So that's medical.
0: Okay, wait important. a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That changes, though, in where you are. If you're out in the middle of the country, your hospital uh, will have the kit. Um, but they're also not one. One of the things I think people misunderstand is you can't go in and demand a test. They're not just going no, to give you show symptoms. Correct.
1: So you just can't, like I just said. Right. You have to. You have to be symptomatic. Right. Because there are a lot of nuts. There right. A lot of people who who are so paranoid. Well, I'm going to get tested, and then if it tests negative, it was like AIDS. The same thing happened with AIDS um, in 1984. Everybody thought they had AIDS. Okay. Um, so. If, you, if you're calm and deliberate,
0: you can get what you need in this medical area. All right. Now, let's go to social. I think that Tom Hanks is kind of like, you mentioned AIDS, the Rock Hudson, where this is going to change things. People are going to start to go, oh, wow, so regular people are getting this. and I mean, he's got a lot of protection, and he got it, and he'll survive. Uh, or, you know, or be hospitalized. I'm, I'm hoping and praying that he's not hospitalized from it. Um,
1: well, he is. He's, he's being treated in Australia now. I've been following this story not because he's Tom Hanks. I know him a little bit. Um, but I'm following the story because the most important part of the story has not been reported. Which is? How did he and his wife contract it?
0: Uh-huh.
1: Okay, so we need to know that. Um, was it a casual thing where you want an airplane? He flies usually private, uh-huh. um, but we don't get that, and that's really the crux of the story. You're right. He's he's rich. He's famous. Got resources. So how did how did Trudeau's wife get it? Right. Okay. Um, those are important. Those are important for people to know because now people oh oh you know it's one of these. So yes, you're right. That brings um, uh, reality to people. But here here's the most important thing I'm going to tell you today. Okay. This is, you know, the old cliche, this is a wake-up call. Uh All right, that's bull. What this is, is a demand for you, the American citizen, to reassess your life. Every single one of us, all 330 million of us. Because tomorrow, you have no blanking clue what's going to come. So nobody in January, early February, ever in a million years, thought that this was going to sweep the nation and affect every single person but it did and it has so i'm saying to everybody listen this is happening for a reason because i'm a believer Mm -hmm. the the reason is that we have become so secularized and so polarized as a people that we're now turning on ourselves all right. We're not doing the right thing in our personal lives. We're attacking other people. There's a lot of hatred. you got to stop that because tomorrow you can be run over by a semi. All right. And you are not guaranteed anything in this life. And that's the message that all Americans should be thinking about. And you've got to live every day in an honest way, a compassionate way. And I'm a fatalist. I'm, I haven't really deviated here on Long Island where I am. My behavior, I go out, I do what I used to do. I'm not going to sporting events because they're not existing. Um, but I'm, if I get the disease, I get the disease. Then I'll fight that battle. But I'm not going to let it ruin my life and change my outlook on America. And that's the most important thing that everybody can take away from this.
0: Uh, Bill, let me let me change now to politics. The the third uh, of your list of four, politics. This is the, the, the problem I see. Again, this is the lack of nuance in the society. This is real. We have to pay attention. The president has been taking bold steps. But at the same time, there are people that are trying to politicize this and make this as a way to make sure that Donald Trump never gets in. But those are two separate stories. Both of them valid. Agree or disagree?
1: Let's break it down.
0: Okay. So,
1: uh... The federal government doesn't have a magic wand, even though Joe Biden would have you believe that it does. Okay, so Donald Trump's a president and he did the right thing in the beginning. And it was it was a two pronged approach. Number one, he isolated China from travel to the United States. And he also put barriers on South Korea and Japan. That was done in January. And it was a very smart move. And he did it. Gets no credit from the mainstream media uh, for doing it. Number two. He basically now doesn't know what to do because nobody does. Correct. All right? Correct. Nobody know really know what to do.
0: If they did, they do it. Well they, they are but, doing what they know. It's not like right, he's standing right. around going, Gee, I don't know what to do. They're doing everything they, but they know can't but cure the disease. Correct. Correct. All right. So
1: it's going to infect people. So he makes another smart move by saying to Europe, because you have open borders and anyone can walk from Turkey to Sweden. All right. Infecting everybody along the way. We're not going to take your planes. All right. So that was a positive. Here are the negatives. He looked a little jittery on the address. He did. All right. Okay. so, uh, you know, he's a human being. Although some people don't believe that he is, um, but he looked a little jittery. And the second thing was he didn't explain the Europe travel um, ban as well as he should have. Because if you're an American in Europe, you can come back, right. right? You just have to be go into a system where they're going to test you. They're going to look at you.
0: I have to tell you, I, I got that. I don't know what the big deal was on this. No, but he didn't say it. I have a trade. I, uh, I know, but I know, right, but I. I it was implied, and I understood it. So okay,
1: maybe it's just so. So that's President Trump. And you, the American voter, can make up your mind whether that's enough or it isn't enough. One more thing. President Trump's main job is to calm the nation. Yep. So I'll take you back to 1933. First inaugural address, FDR. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself, all right? Correct. So he's talking to America, and that line has tagged him, his, his legacy. Well, that wasn't true. That was not true. Correct. We were right in the middle of the Depression, and people didn't have supper. Mm-hmm. All right? They had to stand on lines for food. Mm-hmm. And that was fearful. My grandparents went through it. I know how fearful. It stayed with my father and mother forever. All right? So FDR basically said an untruth in his inaugural address: The only thing we have to fear is fear. He said, no, we have to fear we don't have supper. Okay. But he did that to calm everything, exactly to right. put a sense that we are going to recover. That's exactly what Trump did. Yes. In the beginning. Exactly. Look, we don't want the markets to tank. They did anyway. But we want everybody to be as normal as possible. That's what a president does. Yes. Okay. Segway into the Media Democratic Party Alliance, which we've gone over on your program. Okay. They are in contact with each other. They work together immediately after the coronavirus started panic hit in America, they came up with the strategy, this can kill Trump. So whatever Trump does, it doesn't matter. Whatever he does, Correct. it's going to be bad. Here is the page one headline in the Wall Street Journal, not a friend of Donald Trump. Quote, Trump's announced travel ban on Europe beyond surprising European capitals deepens tensions among transatlantic allies. Okay. You, and you know, F you, Wall Street Journal. He did the right thing. Everybody knows that Italy is closed down and there are no barriers for people traveling throughout the country. So by stopping travel, he did the right thing for America. F you Wall Street Journal, because you are liars. And that's what's happening. So you turn on the television, the hate Trump networks, everything he does is wrong because they want this to be the knockout punch on Trump. Then you have Biden go on, and I, I am covering him fairly on BillO'Reilly.com back. I am covering Biden, no cheap shots, no he has dementia. I don't do that. Right, I so know. I'm listening, I'm sitting, and I'm waiting for one specific. Give me one specific that you would do differently than President Trump. Uh-huh. I don't get it. In a 17-minute in a address, I get no specifics. What I do get is the giant federal government is going to chop this problem, not only in the USA, but all over the world, because we're going to get cooperation, this is Joe Biden saying and when we get cooperation, that's going to wipe out the coronavirus. Is that the biggest bunch of crap
0: you've ever heard? Yeah, you know what's going to wipe out the coronavirus? The free market system in these pharmaceutical companies that everybody has hated for so long. They are going to they're going to defeat the coronavirus. Yeah, that's, that's what's going to happen. The vaccine. Yeah, 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 exactly that's- right.
1: But in the meantime, this is being used to try to destroy Trump. Not work together, not, you know, we're all in it together. Let's try to get, mitigate the panic and try to set up a system where people have confidence in the financial markets stop the madness. No, let's use it to destroy Donald Trump. Right. No matter what he does, it's bad.
0: This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the program. Uh, I want to give you something that I don't think anybody is really talking about today because we're all worried about other things. But this is very, very important. Um, listen carefully, uh, please, to this. We've been talking about what the Fed has been doing with what's called the repo um, market, and what this is is a there's a, like it was used to be called the discount window. If a bank was in trouble, they could go to the discount window and they could get money overnight they have to have law says you have to have enough money enough enough money in the vault to be able to open up the next day you have to be able to cover all of your debts okay so banks generally have that this discount window was never opened um by banks unless they were in real trouble the fed always had it But it was a special line you would go into and it was known. So all the banks could go, oh, that bank is in trouble. Okay. And when that bank was in trouble, then people would, I mean, it was really, uh, it was a high risk thing. You only went there when you were really in trouble and it could cause you more trouble if you went to that window because everyone would know, okay, there's, there's trouble with that bank, but they did that for a reason. To make sure people were really responsible with the money, the banks, and to let everybody know, hey, there's, there's trouble here with this particular sector or with this bank. Well, that all went to hell. They just opened up the discount window and anybody can go for any reason and it's all secret and everything else. Let me give you a headline. Federal Reserve Bank of New York announced it's issuing $50 billion, an overnight loan or repo agreement between itself and a member investment bank in New York. The Fed had been uh, participating in the overnight lending market between banks since uh, 2007. But $50 billion on one night to a single bank is something that has never happened before. Um, And for that matter, we don't know that this has ever happened since March 12th. Moody's downgraded Bear Stearns stocks. Now, I'm obviously reading to you a headline from uh, 2008. The Federal Reserve announced it's willing to issue a 50 billion dollar overnight loan. March 12th, Moody's downgraded Bear Stearns stocks and, and bonds to B to C grade, effectively junk assets as investors are concerned. Accountants that night calculated that Bear Stearns had less than $3 billion in total cash assets versus $82 billion in liabilities. So not enough cash on hand to open their doors. The game was over. The next morning, stocks crashed from $40 a share to less than $10 a share before the regulators took the stock off the exchange. Within two hours, J.P. Morgan had agreed to buy Bear Stearns for less than $2 a share, leveraging a 1% loan from the Fed to facilitate the purchase. It was the largest bank collapse in U.S. history until Lehman Brothers collapsed in a very similar fashion shortly thereafter. Now, we all remember and recognize the names and the situation of Bear Stearns and Lehman Brothers, two giant investment banks that caught were caught with their pants down when the housing market and the CDO market fell apart in 2008. We all know that. But for the most part, what we don't know is that for both banks, there was an attempt to save them. In both cases, the night before, the two largest and most prestigious investment banks in the world collapsed The Federal Reserve Bank of the United States had attempted to give them huge loans, tens of billions of dollars, to try to bail them out each. $50 billion for one bank. So what? Last night, the U.S. Federal Reserve announced its largest, this is now current history, last night. The Federal Reserve announced its largest ever overnight lending program. Larger than the attempted repo loan that was to have bailed out Bear Stearns in 2008 by a factor of 10. The Federal Reserve last night loaned more than five hundred billion dollars into the overnight liquidity uh, liquidity market. That's where the banks show up to borrow some money because they don't have enough cash on hand to cover opening the doors the next day. Five hundred billion dollars one night now there are only a few banks that could possibly be measured uh, to have liabilities or cash needs in the 500 billion dollar range morgan stanley jp morgan people's bank of china mitsubishi financial bank of america deutsche bank the largest banks in china the largest banks in japan the largest bank in germany and the largest banks in the u.s there is a precedent for COVID 19 the spanish flu of 1918 we know how to navigate those waters but there is no precedent in world history for a bank lending 500 billion dollars to another bank in one night to cover the market losses billion is larger than the annual GDP of most nations on planet Earth. In 2008, it was a death rattle. Bear Stearns. In 2020, based on what the Fed did last night, what is it that we're hearing? What domino is weak? They're telling us the banks are fine. They're telling us the banks are good. And they probably are. But a $500 billion overnight loan is unprecedented. Keep your eye on the financial sector. Uh, This is. I want to be really careful. And I have been going back and forth and really praying hard and. I'm really struggling right now because I am a guy that always sees the problems. I see the holes in the, you know, in the Titanic after we leave the iceberg. I I see the problems and I usually see them ahead. Once that hole is in the iceberg, I'm one that is better at not making people panic and saying, we're going to make it. We keep going. A lot of yada, yada, yada. I've warned you for a long, long time that we're going to have real problems. I'm not sure that this is it. Everything intellectually in me, everything that I know, all the history that I have of looking at these things, everything in me says this is. This may be what we've been preparing for. Um, but I don't have any fear feeling of dread or doom or panic whatsoever that's unusual for me because i'm usually the one going don't you see wake up and i don't have that panic and i honestly i maybe i'm not uh, i don't know maybe i'm not worthy maybe i'm i'm not maybe my my Time to warn people. I don't know what's happening to me right now. All I know is I can just tell you the facts and I can also tell you, don't panic because I really truly believe that. But I also need to tell you at the same time, unprecedented things are happening and I can't tie them all together yet. Something is off and I just don't know what it is. And I would sincerely Ask for your prayers. Um, ask, ask for your prayers for everyone on this show and everyone who advises me and most of all, me, that I figure out what the heck is um, that I don't doubt and that I have um, enough humility to actually hear what I'm supposed to tell you every day. Here's what I do know. We're not all going to die from the corona flu. Corona flu. We're all going to be on the other side, um, but on the other hand, we are we are facing headwinds that I haven't seen in my lifetime before, and hopefully everything calms down. But things don't fit together neatly yet, and um, and I would just ask for your prayers, and I would ask you to do one more thing: stop playing. Politics, tell all of your friends, stop it. We know that the press is not telling us the truth. This is the time where we all need our credibility. The press doesn't have any credibility. So nobody is trusting what they say because they have never told the truth about any of the good things about Donald Trump. It's all bad. It's all everything that he does is just the worst. That's not possibly true. Um, And they have no credibility. You must have your credibility and you have to tell people, look, we're going to lose people. And if we lose one percent, which is a a hopeful number, if we just only lose one percent of everybody who gets the coronavirus, it's going to be bad and it's going to hurt all of us personally. Um, But we're most of us going to make it through it. It's not that that we're worried about. That's a big toll. There's two things you need to worry about the overwhelming of the system because people panic the overwhelming of our medical staff. And the best thing that we can do is take care of each other. Take care of the neighbor that is next to you. Make sure that they're okay. Make sure that you just call each other or FaceTime each other. Just do the things that all of our churches taught us to do. Don't wait around for the government to tell you to do things. You do them because in a free society, we have a responsibility to not be reckless with our health or other people's health. Their health is, is, you might not get sick, but if you've been exposed and you're getting somebody else sick, you're part of the problem. We all have to make sure that we are doing the right thing for, dare I say it, the collective but in the way that we all understand it we are all free individuals now let's step up and exercise our responsibility to also be e pluribus unum